Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Moneyline Madness podcast. My name is Matt Cherigo. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. How we doing, Andy? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm vibing. Honestly, I'm vibing. It's a Tuesday. We got some hoops today. A little bit of baseball. I mean, you just can't be mad at it. Another good spring day. It's nice out. I mean, you know, let's talk ball. Nice chilly breeze in the air. It's pretty nice out today. I like it. Uh, it's perfect, in my opinion, for right. May. What is it? May 2nd? Yeah, dude. Oh, May 3rd. May, it's right. May 3rd. May oh 3rd. Wow. wow. We're just we're flying right along. I mean, about to be in prime baseball season. NBA, things are heating up. Your Celtics especially. Talk to me. You guys got a game, you know, only a few hours from now, 7 p.m., Bucks Celtics game two down 0-1 at TD Garden though. Tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, coming off probably their worst game since December. It was it. The score said 12, but my heart said it was like a 25 point loss. It was there was never a shot the Celtics were winning that game. They went into halftime down 10, then they went in the fourth quarter down 10. That's never a good sign. So they never made up any ground in the second half. Fourth quarter was embarrassing. So ultimately. Coming into this game, there's going to be a chip on their shoulder. I mean, there's going to have to be a lot of adjustments. I think Jason Tatum kind of learned what Giannis is. He's a, and, and I don't mean this to sound bitter. He's kind of a walking offensive foul if you kind of watch him play. He was tripping Tatum and everything. And listen, if they're not going to call it, they're not going to call it. You're going to have to get over it. So you're kind of learning that this Giannis is a little bit different than KD. KD likes to take mid-range crazy shots and he hits them. Giannis is big on driving to the basket and he'll knock you down and they're not going to call it. So you have to figure that out. And ultimately the adjustments that, uh, he makes are, are going to have to be big ones because they can't go down two Oh to this team, especially when you lose especially both of going the back to home. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, can't have it. So. Things get scary. And like you said, with Giannis, bro, it's getting a little bit out of control in my opinion, how he's just allowed to put his shoulder down barrel into the other guy. And it's always called a foul on the defender. So it really doesn't make sense to me how he's getting away with this so consistently, man. It's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, something I found very concerning was in the third quarter, he had his fourth foul. He got his fourth foul in the third quarter, and that was crazy. I was like, wow, they actually called four fouls on him. He probably had fouled like 10 times at that point, but then I got to call it. And and they get to four fouls, and he's off the floor, and they made up no ground. I don't even think they scored in like two minutes. It was Those are things they have to take advantage of when he's not on the floor because he's how many minutes? He played 38 minutes, so he's not on the floor. He's on the floor pretty much the entire game. You have to take advantage of it when he's off the floor. They didn't do that. Those are the type of adjustments I think they make today. I think even if they lose, it'll be closer, but I think they win today. Ultimately, just because they, they know they have to play. They have to play their best game of the season, ultimately. So I have two, I have two player performance doubles. You can pick one of the two. You can't can't parlay them, which I, I, I knew and I was very upset about, but I got, we're sticking with Tatum, six assists. I mean, he's doing it every game now, pretty much. So it's just about getting that win. Yeah. Yeah. Six assists. Can they get the win? That's about the adjustments here. And then Al Horford, two plus threes in a Boston win. I don't know if you watched the entire game. Al Horford sits at the three, three point line on offense. And I kind of dig it at this point. He was four for nine. Him and Tatum both went four for nine. I think a similar performance doubles his two, his threes. Boston win. And, uh, and there you go. You've got your, uh, your, uh, your uh, PPD there if uh, if they win, but and then I have one more. I just didn't want to leave Milwaukee out. I got Bobby Portis ten and a half rebounds over. He had eleven last game. Th- there's not much height on the Celtics, so it's pretty easy for him to get rebounds. So 
Just did another one. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I like Bobby P too. Bobby P's been playing well. He's been giving them good buckets. His line on FanDuel has been going up consistently because of it. I mean, last week it was sitting at like 11 and a half. Then the past game when we picked his over, it was at 13 and a half. Now today you come in and it's 14 and a half. So Vegas is catching on to Bobby and his moves. Um, I do like you guys to win this game. I think that uh, being that you're home, like, like you said, you have no choice at this point because going back to Milwaukee down 2-0, I mean, that's a back a against the wall sentence. type of situation. Yeah, exactly. How many teams like, you know, you don't have, this isn't 2016 LeBron James. You know, we can't overcome those types of, you know, in, impeccable obstacles. So with that being said, I don't honestly think I'm going to touch the money line or spread like that at all. My two picks are Brooke Lopez over 10 and a half points. Um, I think that Brooke is going to have himself a little bit better of a game that they need him to. Like, they rely on him a lot now with Chris Middleton obviously being out. The big man situation between him and Bobby Portis, they need to supply Giannis with enough buckets to give him some type of help. You know, Brooke has fallen into this good role player situation, but he needs to tap in like he did last finals. Wasn't it last last year in the finals? He had a game four, I think it was, with like 26 points. Yeah. Yeah. And he's that type of guy. We've any seen day, it. any day he could have that game where you're like, well, he still has that in him. And yeah, he does sometimes. So Dude, I agree. He with does. You. So uh, I'm going to take him over on his points. I have Giannis with two blocks that comes in at a plus 130. The odds actually just moved up on that. Um, his odds for one block because Giannis gets one block a game. That's a given. Right. Mm. His odds for one block are minus 370. So the jump from that to plus 130 for two, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my chances right there, even if it's just yeah. half a unit or something like that. I like that mainly because I, I think we said it before we started. The Celtics were doing, and, and I hope this is one of the adjustments they make. <clears throat> they they were going up to the basket and, and just taking the dumbest shots, and they were all getting blocked. I mean, Brooke, Giannis, Bobby, they were all blocking shots, and like, they just kept doing it because the Celtics were taking layups that you can't. This isn't Brooklyn, all right. This isn't Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton, every couple shots, he'll he'll go after it. He'll let you shoot a layup right over him. None of them are just going to let you shoot over them. They're going to block your shot, and they're not going to foul you either because they know how to they know how to block shots. Brook Lopez is a veteran. He's been in this league for like thirty years. Um, Bobby Portis, literally. Is a, Bobby Portis is a veteran too. Giannis is obviously he's not going to get a foul call. So. You, you have to be smart with your laps. I really like that one because ultimately they were doing it the entire game. So, yep. And then don't forget, I'm coming back for your Celtics. I was going to give them a little bit of love as well. I have Marcus Smart over one and a half steals, the defensive player of the year. I think tonight he, I mean, being at home, this is the situation he thrives in, you know, yeah. that type of energy, that crowd. He steps up his game, especially being a defender. He takes pride in that man to man defense. Um, especially against Drew Holiday. I think at home, one and a half steals for the value of it at plus 116. If you want to parlay that with the Giannis pick for a little bit of a quarter unit parlay play, I don't even mind that at all. Honestly, I think both of these guys could hit those defensive goals. I mean, it just, it feels like one of those games tonight. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be very physical. Everyone's in the paint. It's a lot of bodies hitting the floor. So I'm, I'm excited, man. As a fan sure. from the outside looking in, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous for you. Still nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopeful, hopeful today. No, definitely hopeful, man. You got to be hopeful. I mean, you're like we said last time, you're one of the hottest teams in basketball, yeah. you know, going into the all-star break. You, it was looking bleak, you know, things weren't looking the same as they were now. 
So the grass is always greener, obviously, on the other side when things are rough right now. But let's we could always say that like this was a good season for the Celtics, you know? Yeah. All right. I'd you like, want to head like down to, to uh, but yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I I'm sure you're one of those fans yeah. that's like, oh, it doesn't matter unless it's a ring. But yeah, but well, not not in this case it, with the Celtics. Like, if it was one of my other teams, I, I guess not the Packers. But if it was one of like the Mets or, or whoever, yeah, okay. If you're if you're usually a losing team with the Celtics, we've been here before so many times, countless countless times. I I don't know if the Celtics get the benefit of the doubt of the uh, oh, but it was a great season. It was a year early. I don't think Boston doesn't rock like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they get the the Yankees certainly don't get the benefit of the doubt. And they kind of are that type of team in basketball. Like the, like the Lakers are, I mean, the Lakers, obviously we don't, who cares about them, but like, that's kind of what the Celtics are. So I don't think they get the benefit of the doubt of that. But like you said, it is impressive what they did. So hopefully they step up here and they make it possible. They can go get a ring. So that starts tonight. I think so. Hey, I'm rooting for you. I'm, I'm riding with the C's. And, uh, yeah, let's go Celtics. Yeah. That being said, you want to take us over to uh, Memphis? Yeah. Um, I'm calling this series the uh, melee in Memphis. I do not think – I'm very surprised it was a one-point game. I don't think today's game will be very close at all. I think Draymond's going to come out a little angrier today, as he should. And um, I think the Warriors actually only have three bets in this game, and one of them – it's the Warriors. The rest are actually the Grizzlies. But I don't have the Grizzlies winning. I'm just mentioning that. I'm not taking the spreader money line, but that's what I think is going to win the game. I have Clay Thompson over 21 and a half. I just feel like he's going to be the one that snaps today. Just, just, I don't know what it is per se. I just think every, every game he could, I think tonight it will be. Because if they go up 2-0 going into Golden State, they're going to feel very different about the way that this series is going to go. Memphis is going to be shot. They're young. They're not ready to be down 2-0 going on the road so i have john morant under 27 and a half i think i don't think you have the same thing so uh funny because i I actually i do have the clay thompson over 21 and a half points i think that we do get a clay game tonight because the warriors like you said they are veteran they're a veteran team they know what it's like to put themselves in good positions in the playoffs i'm sure steve curse is telling them right now we need to come out tonight and win this game as if our back was against the wall because that's how big of a game it means if you go home up 2-0, especially of a team like the Golden State Warriors caliber. It's just it's very hard to come back from that. You know, you have Steph Curry. You have a healthy clay now. You have Jordan Poole, who's looking like a breakout superstar. Andrew Wiggins was an all-star this year. And now, like you said, an angry Draymond. So yeah. I'm all over the Warriors, man. Like, I really like that. I honestly think I'm going to take them to cover the minus two and a half. I think that. It's going to be a, a blowout tonight. I think that that like us talking has convinced me even more that this game is going to be all Golden State. Memphis is home, but they just can't, I don't think they have the talent to compete, especially down low with these these guys of Golden State. So I have them covering the minus two and a half. I do have Jock getting over twenty seven and a half points though. I think that it, like if Memphis wants to hang at all, they're going to need him to do what he does and just give buckets. Um, you saw at the end of last game, he was getting clamped up a little bit more than yeah. he, we've seen. they getting physical with him. They're playing good defense, and Golden State knows how to defend. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ja 
struggles a little bit, but I think 27 and a half for him, he really needs to hit that if they want any type of shot of them winning this game. See, I think with it is they gave a team that knows how to defend a full thing of tape, full full game of tape to look at for Ja and really prepare for how he's trying to attack them. So I don't expect them to be able to be able to attack him the same way. So you think now he'll, he'll have to rely on his jump shot a little bit. Yeah, he'll have to do different things in this game. And I don't know if as a young player in a big game like that, he's prepared to do that. You kind of see this happen a lot with young players when you have such a great game. And he was a what a rebound away from triple double. So he had yeah. a great game. I mean, it's not his fault they lost. Uh, but you look at that and you say, wow, he might do it again. But then you also look on the other side. They, that's a veteran-led team. They know how to adjust to things. So they're going to be ready to defend him today. So now he's going to have to do something different. I don't know if he's prepared to do that yet. So we're going to find out tonight. But I don't think he will be, which is why I have him under 27. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see your point of view just being that his game tends to be a little more one-dimensional than mm-hmm. just a jump shot and his drive to the rim ability. So we'll see, man. It's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a good game. Very high talent on both sides of things. So I really like this matchup in the West a little bit more than even the game last night. I mean, we saw a good game from Luka. The the Suns were able to obviously pull it out, but I mean, Luka Doncic, he's just, he's special, man. So that was exciting last night. I'm expecting similar, you know, talent level performances from these guys tonight. So, yeah. Like Do that. you want to head over to the diamond? Because I know your Mets have a double header today. Oh, so yes. A little double dip. You're wearing the jersey for those who cannot <laughs> see. Yes. I, I um. Well, you'll see on Twitter. You'll see on TikTok and Instagram when we put out a clip. But yeah, um, I do have a jersey on double header uh, coming off a rough loss. Travis Darno will be in my nightmares forever. He is added to the list of players who left the Mets who killed the Mets he's up there with Justin Turner and Daniel Murphy so forever gonna um be upset about him he really ruined a good day for Mets fans too because I don't know if you saw it on Twitter I'm sure you did everybody was very happy to be a Mets fan yesterday after what they did but unfortunately he ruined it so this is what it is today though today's a different day two games so an opportunity to wipe away last night and add another win but uh, I only have the first game. I'm only looking at the first game because the second game is so unpredictable. You don't know who's going to play. I, I don't know who's going to be able to pitch in that game because I don't know who the Mets are going to need to pitch in the first game. Although it looks yeah, like they don't even have it on FanDuel. So I, well, don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, it also looks like they're probably going to be an arm short in the bullpen now because Trevor May looks like he's shot. Um, he was basically Fortnite. an arm. They're he's just going to be. Yeah. He's going to be playing Fortnite in the locker room. That's pretty much it, dude. He's He stinks. Did you see the clip of him last night say to himself, why am I so bad while well, crying on the mound? Yeah, he was – that was that was next level. I, I've seen people <laughs> get was, angry on the mound. I've seen people get angry on the mound. Last night might have been the top one or two times that I saw a player literally scream to himself, why am I so bad? And he, it looked like he did start crying. So that is <laughs> – listen, I love Trevor. Trevor seems like a good guy. He also – he also said that he doesn't feel 100% in the press conference. Then don't take the ball. I, I don't know what to tell you. Don't pitch. If you don't feel 100%, tell Buck they'll put you on IL. He's probably going to go on IL before today's game. And so that's really all I can say about that. But that's why I can't really even touch the second game, even if it was on FanDuel. Um, but when it comes to the first game, the only thing I, I look at in the first game of a doubleheader 
coming in in the middle of a series. It's not the first game of a series in the middle of a series. A lot of runs. These pitchers have been very. Carrasco is coming off his worst start of the season. He gave up eight eight runs. Morton has a seventy RA and a one eight WHIP. So he's been giving up a lot of hits and walks and base runners. So I'm looking at over seven runs. Feels really good to me. It's not like last year. These are nine inning games again. So, and the bullpens not being a hundred percent. Everybody used their best relievers yesterday. I guess the Mets didn't use Edwin Diaz, but everybody used their best relievers yesterday. Kenley Jansen threw like thirty pitches in the ninth, so he won't be available. So a lot of runs in this game because the pitchers are going to be a little bit weaker in the first game of the series, uh, of the doubleheader. So that's what I have in that one. I don't know if you have anything, but over seven runs. Kenley yeah. Jansen, pause. Looked good. He looked I mean, good yesterday. He did. I I I, I got to give it to him. So I've never we'll seen see. a longer ninth inning though. He no. I mean, I think he takes takes so much time. Like literally, what did they put a sh- like almost like a shot clock on yeah. pitches now, right? And yeah. he, it's for specific people like yeah. him. Yeah. It's just it's unreal, bro. I hate giving him any credit, especially when they brought out like Mariano convers like the conversation yeah. between like, oh, is this especially Ooh. being that it was earlier in his career, they were like, Oh, is he the next Mariano or yeah, just like, the Ugh. thing is is like he's not as good as Mariano, obviously, but he pitches exactly like him. That cutter is insane. He's got it a is nasty off speed other off speed pitches like it he's is. also but seventeen. The one Seventeen yeah, for seventeen no. against the Mets in his career. So, yeah, I, I mean, really geez, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, hey, Mariano with Mariano Rivera, more people have been to the moon than they have, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. R- hits off of Mariano in the playoffs. So, yeah. it is what it is. Um, I like that uh, over of seven runs for the Mets game. That comes in at a minus one eighteen. So, I could definitely throw a unit on that. I'm looking right now at six eleven p.m. We got the Padres against the Guardians. I'm looking at Padres' money line there. They're rocking with Mike Clevenger back now that he's back from injury. Uh, going up against Zach Plesac. Plesac's been mids this year, man. Like, it's yeah. interesting because he. I thought he had some talent after the second half of last season. Post-All-Star break, I'm pretty sure his ERA was around, like, two, two and a half. And it was, it was pretty impressive, yeah. truthfully. It was looking like they had a little bit of a uh, pitching staff going on over there. But I think that the Padres are going to rock his socks off today. Um, I have them on the money line at minus 138. If you're interested in the minus one and a half spread for value reasons, I can understand maybe a quarter unit on that comes in at plus 126. But that's really all I'm rocking with for that game. Clevenger um, against his old team. Yeah, exactly, that. dude. I mean, like it, it just writes itself, truthfully. Yeah. Um, I was looking at his strikeouts, but he doesn't have any up right now. So I'm Who? guessing for that reason, Clevenger. Clevenger. I mean, he hasn't pitched this year, so I don't know if they're going to put them up. My guess would be no, because they don't know wow, how to like base true. it. They don't know. Yeah, that is they don't know how to base That's it. But for what is police axe number? Do you have three it? and a half? Yeah, he's not even hitting that. He's got yeah, twenty one. So? Yeah, he's got twenty one and a third innings and twelve strikeouts. So it's a guy who used to be able to strike people out. Dude, he's yeah, no, not, he used to have a really good it, really. breaking pitch that was really kind of a one-two punch for him, and it's just been mid, bro. Yeah. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna rock him today. I'm pretty I'm like very confident in that. I agree with you that that lineup is stacked. Wait till they get Tatis back too. Ugh. Yeah, it's the Padres are fucking their. They're like the Phillies, now. but they can play defense. It's insane. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't give the Phillies even that much credit. Truthfully. <laughs> yeah. uh, you well, got another baseball bet you want to hit me with? Yeah, little, I got uh, your I got your stupid team losing tonight. So your team yeah? is on fire. Your team's on fire, and I'm at this point I'm pretty close to just. 
putting them on my bet sheet every time and just hoping they lose. Um, <laughs> tonight I've got um, Alec Manoa is a Yankee killer. I don't mean to be that guy. He pitches incredible against the Yankees. So, I mean, maybe that has some some logic and ba- add some logic and base to my pick. This is more just me being sick of seeing 10 in a row, 9 in a row, 8 in a row. I'm sick of it. But I also do know Alec Manoa does kill the Yankees. And I have the plus one and uh, the minus one and a half at plus 158. It's actually pretty good value. So at home, Toronto going up against Tyone. I think it, all good things come to an end, right? Alec Manoa is 4-0 this year with a 1-4-4 ERA. Don't touch the, um, the over-under. I don't think that this will be a high-scoring game at all. But I, I do think that, that the Yankees will struggle to hit. They'll probably strike out a good amount tonight. Actually, no, nah, not when, with Gallo out, he probably won't. But with Tyone, he's he's got a pretty high whip. So I'm thinking a lot of base runners for Toronto. They sneak through in like a 3-1 game, something like that. Nice yeah, one he, and a half. Tyone's kind of stanky, I'm not going to lie. Like, if there was a game that the Yankees were going to drop throughout this streak, it's the game that Tyone pitches. He's He stinks. And truthfully, you either get an absolute gem, which is like once a season out of that guy, or he just stinks so i'm anticipating the stinker um i get it i mean i for plus 118 i feel like they would have given us a little double money line situation uh, double under money line situation yeah. uh maybe like a little minus 138 for toronto minus 106 for the yankees but for plus 118 i feel like as a team on a 10 game win streak you got to just throw a little bit on it being yeah. that you got to ride the hot hand just in case your bet doesn't go the way you know you're expecting so even if you yeah. do bet a unit on the blue jays and a half unit on the yanks you know if you're right you're coming out with uh, a full unit you you're wrong you're only losing half a unit so true true i i'm I, just still i'm still surprised the yankees have everybody vaccinated but we don't need to get into that <laughs> yeah that realistically probably not but it is what it is you know we get away with what we could get away with you know if they're passed around the invermectin in the locker i think they room, are that's I, not no i business. think i think they're pulling the antonio brown maybe some fake uh vaccine uh, some fa- <laughs> ah, interesting interesting <laughs> Well, I got another bet for you, and this involves another team that's full of anti-vaxxers, the <laughs> Boston Red Sox. Uh, they got Noah Syndergaard going anti-vaxxer up probably. Yeah, going up for the Los Angeles Angels against Michael Mike Waka and the Boston Red Sox. I didn't even know they had Waka until now. Was he recently? I know. I, I, no, I knew Michael Waka was on the. Red Sox last year actually had a pretty solid season for uh, Tampa Bay, but I watched him when he was with the Mets. That guy stinks. Yeah, I, I now, now that I say great. that I'm looking at his stats though, 20 innings, a 177 ERA, pretty damn good pitcher, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, don't... Uh, I I mean, even with that, I'm taking the Angels on the money line. They come in at a uh, minus 124. I think with Noah Syndergaard, um, his fl- if he still has any of his fastball that he did pre-injury, then he he should be able to shut the Red Sox down. Their lineup has been a whole lot of mid. We talked about it even off air, the whole Trevor Story situation, how he can't hit the ball anymore, you know, the way he was at course. The ball, the ball just isn't flying off the bat the way it used to. Um, that's funny enough being that now, you know, you're not in Colorado, you're not a course yeah. field. Uh, what a coincidence. I'd Unfortunately, be very scared if you are the Red Sox. Sox. Yes, you know, but we don't care. Truthfully, they can rest and piss on this side of things. So I'm going to rock with the Angels and I'm going to actually parlay that with a San Diego Padres money line. I'm hopping on both of those and just throwing half a unit for a little bit of a sprinkle purpose just on those two little baseball plays. If you want to combine that. 
that comes out to a plus to 11. So for two baseball picks, I'm liking my chances there. Clevenger and Syndergaard, you know, we're rocking with the guys that look like Thor today, I guess. I mean, just long hair, don't care. Long long hair, don't care about their teams at all. Willing to leave at any moment, you know. Just to, uh, you know, ride by the seat of your pants type of guys. (laughs) And they're just taking us to victory. So I got one more, one more quick one. The uh, Nationals are being hosted by Colorado in Coors Field. We were just talking about Coors Field. The over-under is 10.5. Eric Fetty's pitching for the Nationals. Eric Fetty's horrible. So 11 runs doesn't seem that inconceivable. A 7-4 to four game, something like that at Coors Field actually seems pretty light. So I'm going over on that one. It's at minus 110. The under is also at minus 110, so there's really no change there. So so just sprinkle a little bit on that and uh, might get something there. Uh, Something to throw your salad up to. Yeah, that, that one seems very questionable to me because, like, I don't mean to say this discouragingly. Eric Fetty is, like, not good. Like, he's actually not a good pitcher. So it's very surprising that it's only a, really 11 runs when I would think it'd be, like, 13, 14 there. Wow. Just disrespecting this man's whole profession, Listen, I've I guess. seen him pitch so many times. You know, he was the one that started the thumbs down thing because we were starting to hit home runs off of Eric Fetty and we felt like we were a good team again. So, uh, gotcha. Not a good pitcher. Yeah. Well, we, we saw how that how long that lasted, and you know sometimes good things just aren't meant to meant to be. But yeah, that's why the uh, Yankees winning streak will be ending tonight. Yeah, the, he's yeah I had to, I had to come at you for praying on our downfall. But I mean, I guess yeah, course Field. If he if this guy stinks the way you're saying, over ten and a half, ten and a half runs in an MLB game doesn't even seem like that much anymore. So no, it doesn't. His ERA six, uh, by the way. Okay. That's yeah. Before and, I pitching mean, at course Field. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, impressive. So, you know, you figure you bolster that up two, three runs, plus a few from the other side. Yeah, and you want to know who uh, he's pitching, pitching against? Herman Marquez is a 557 ERA. That's with pitching at Coors Field. So, uh, high-scoring game. Together, they have an 11 ERA. Game. So. Yeah, and it comes in at minus 112. So, like, for the value of it, I think that's definitely worth a little look. I have one more pick. And we had talked about it, talking about all these strikeout rates, how the batting average in the MLB right now is just absolutely in the toilet, how teams are striking out at unprecedented numbers. I mean, you got teams like the Cubs who are striking out 12 times a game over their last three games. It's despicable. Um, I'm going for Julio Urias over four and a half strikeouts against the San Francisco Giants. That comes in at minus 146. And over these past three games, the Giants are striking out about nine times. So I'm going to take that all day. Urias, we bet on him previously on Moneyline Madness. He came through for us and cashed that pretty easily. I'm pretty sure he had six or seven on a four and a half line as well. So I'm surprised they haven't moved this up at all. We're going to keep riding it until it lets us down. I like Urias. I've always liked him since they brought him in as a young kid. He was an international prospect, right? And he just panned out the way that exactly that you would want a guy like that to pan out. So yeah. very this impressive one being too, how young he is. Impressive. Yeah, it's it's sick, dude. Kinda I love the glasses. Been. Yeah, he just can't he can't see half halfway out of that one eye. But I have him, you know, striking out over four and a half batters, regardless of how his vision looks. So yeah. uh I, that comes in a minus one forty six. And for one unit, let's uh let's rock with it. So yeah. Enjoy the sure rivalry games. Dude, the seriously, rivalry. Like, got Giants, Dodgers, of, Yankees, Blue Jays, Mets, Braves. Some rivalry games. It's a pretty big one. I like it. No, nah, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of division games, a lot of um, very meaningful games now. Because I know a lot of people say 
oh, it doesn't matter. It's only April. It's only May. But, yeah. you know, these games have the same value as if they this do. was October. So They count. You know, so, I mean. They, they count. They absolutely do count. You have any more MLB bets or is that a. No, I think I'm good for the for day. I liked it. I like them. Yeah. I, uh, I like all our picks for today. If you guys are interested in any other picks that we find, don't forget to follow us on social media at ML Madness Pod. We're posting updates there daily. We're posting content. We're posting clips. All the above. Live bets, hedges, anything you need sports betting wise. Just let us know. And I think that's going to do it for Moneyline Madness, episode 2-4, RIP Kobe Bean. We will catch you in the next one. Peace. Go dogs.